<laughs> Hi guys, uh, welcome back to um, the podcast. It's our thirteenth one now. Um, but yeah, good to get, good to have you guys back with us again. And I'm here with Paul as usual. Hey guys. Um, sweet. Welcome back. Um, yeah, let's get straight into it. So this week we are um, doing a podcast with a good friend of ours, um, <laughs> George Chanda. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Thanks for having me, finally. He's a busy guy. We plan to get this down for how many months? He's a big time now, isn't it? So, <laughs> <laughs> you have nah, to be fair. Like ever since you, you, set, you set this up and I'm like, trying to, trying to, been trying to get on the podcast, but hey, not, not answering messages. <laughs> or, or, at some point I might get there. If I work harder, I might get there. So now here I am. <laughs> yeah, what do you guy? Um, but yeah, guys, thanks. Um, so what we want to, what I want to try and do anyway, is try and like talk about a few events that's happening before we actually get to the podcast. Um, I want to show over to you, Paul. Um, any events you know that's coming up, um, like in the space or anything like that? Yes, yeah, so obviously in the month of April we have the Afcon Under Seventeen tournament. Yeah. Um, that takes place in Tanzania or yeah. Tanzania. How do you say? How do you say, George? Tanzania. 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 Yeah. Oh, so we have that going Tanzania. on there. Yeah. Uh, I think in, in two stadiums uh, in Dar es Salaam. So that's yeah. going to be, uh, be should, should be good. We'll keep an eye on that. See how um, everything goes. I think there's like, only eight teams. In this yeah, there's eight teams. Like it's only over two, two groups. Weeks. Two groups. Yeah. yeah two so groups, it's a it's weeks. a really short tournament. Yeah. So um, again, yeah, we I think Nigeria in there. Uh, yeah. We've got Tanzania in there. Guinea, Senegal, Cameroon. Funny enough, actually, um, I know the BBC actually going out there to do some. Um, a like content or documentary, okay. not so much on a tournament. Obviously, they do the tournament, but more so in Tanzania. Um, they used to ban um, sports in schools. Oh, really? Yeah. So obviously, they've they've lifted that ban now. Mm-hmm. So they're going out there to do like a little documentary to see the effects of how what that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that should be interesting. I wonder where where can we watch the tournament? Oh, can we have a chance to watch it any any, any channels? No. I always I always ask. Um, Friends in Zambia to send me links. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, yeah, good links. Yeah. I don't know, you know, I won't, I'm not even trying to lie because I don't know stuff in my head. It's always a problem, isn't it? But we'll try and find yeah. out anyway. Yeah. And then and share it amongst our, ourselves and you guys too. Um, what else is there? I know cycling, which is a sport that we maybe don't talk about enough, but I know they, they, do, they have something called the uh, Tour of Africa. Okay. So this month they're in Morocco and the Senegal. There's quite a few teams actually. Um, reason why I'm looking at cycling is because a lot of people. There's a lot of like teams in Africa, unbeknown to many people, mm. that's growing. But um, so yeah, if you want some more information on that, go on the UCI website, um, the federation that looks after cycling. And yeah, um, Champions League, Champions League, yeah, for real, yeah, yeah. Champions League over there. and the CAF Champions League too. There's yeah. like I think semi-finals and quarter-finals. Yeah, but Champions League will be a big one. That was what I was actually referring to um, CAF Champions League. I don't yeah. care about. He hasn't cared for a few years now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Cav Chap is I'm looking forward to yeah, it. That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be good. Um, so yeah, um, let's get straight into it, I guess. Um, Mr. Chanda. Yes. Mr. So, Chanda. as I mentioned, we've known each other for... Well, we started the same course um, at Birkbeck Sports... What was it? Sports? sports. I, suppose, I studied sports management in the business of Thank you. Yeah. I got my I got my tongue twisted yeah. there. Yeah. But sports management, and business of football. Um, and similar to me as well. You had like a background in law, I remember, right? Yeah, actually, yeah. So I um I studied law at Westminster University. Yeah. Um, and then had to decide, I guess, what I wanted to do. Whether I wanted to stick down the law route or legal route, sorry, and, or maybe 
change it, but then I guess got to the third you saw year. Green light. Exactly. <laughs> got to, no, actually got to third year, applied for so many training contracts, right. came close, didn't get it. I thought, you know what, this is just not happening for me. You know, I actually want to be in sports anyway. So yeah. I then obviously started did the, the sports management, yeah, yeah. Um, which 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 has helped in the direction. I'm actually happy. I think I, I believe I'm, I'm probably happier this way anyway. So yeah, law may have been a challenge as well. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> but now you uh, you work for Stop Up, right? Yeah, and also you run your own agency, GC Sports Management. Yes, yeah? yes, yeah. yes. Do you want to talk a bit how about that started, what it's about, etc.? Yeah, I guess um, well, first of all, stop how um, how I started. Well, straight after, straight into, well, straight after uni, into the sort of workspace, mm. as you like. Um, I guess I was quite fortunate because I managed to get like an internship quite early, um, with like a sports management agency called GMR, and like managed yeah, yeah, working yeah. with like an. As a SAP account, isn't it? Yeah, right? exactly, yeah. exactly. Working with like a, on on SAP's um, global sponsorship portfolio, like with like tennis, golf, sailing, cricket, football. So it's just literally everywhere in terms of what they do in terms of sports um, sports sponsorship and how they actually operated. Mm. So got some great experience in there. Then that then left there and then started freelancing quite early actually, and then from like worked for a couple different like agencies working on different projects with different com- like companies like um, a little bird or Hawaii. then i went to octagon did some stuff with them for locker mars so so managed to pick up quite quickly like an um, experience straight after uni and mm. then um, from there then got this role at stuff which is which was a bit different to what i'm usually what i was usually used to because it brought on not just the sports side but the ticket element as well so it's like a quite an interesting interview because it's like okay what do you, you know, you have sports background, but do you have ticket? I'm like, no, I don't. So you're gonna have to just sort of bear with me on that yeah. one. So yeah, so but still, yeah, on that cat and I stuff I've been working match and boxing, you had to yeah. Joshua, Everton. So some good, some yeah. really, really good sponsorships. So giving you that sort of very diverse sort of um, mm. sort of in work in terms of actual sponsorship space. So, but I guess in between that, I was also had a sort of long, long period, obviously out of work as well because. Freelancing sometimes you can't, as many freelancers will know, it's not always that you guaranteed work, especially yeah. at the beginning, because yeah. you, you have to sort of build up your reputation to actually get yourself row after row after row. So I had a, quite a long period out of work, and then in that period, I sort of I was almost like forced to thinking of okay, what can I do if I'm not going to actually go get get a job anytime soon? Or I know also the Af, Af, Afcon under twenty Afcon was coming up around the corner. Okay, do you know what? I've always wanted to you know, actually get something going. So, mm. I guess the time and and sort of space as you get give me time to think. And then I started sort of building up, doing research, building my sort of building agency. You know, got some, got so got a website going. Even I did it myself on Wix, and then then here and I got I, excuse me, and then, <laughs> then I, then I got some cards, and I thought, you know, what, let me this got me going. And then mm. then I literally bought myself a ticket and took myself out to Zambia for the. For the um, African Nations Cup under twenties, and then met with agents, met with players, and then sort of really, really, even though I wasn't actually mm. up and running, it actually sometimes you just have to just force yourself in there, yeah. and that's that's actually gave me the bit a bit more um, sort of sort of drive to sort of mm. push it, and then from there, even though that was just like the initial sort of learning space, then I started like you know drawing on links, and then I guess two years on, I built on that. Even though, it's sort of, of course, you have to sort of balance 
especially when you're trying to sort of start something, you still need the capital to sort of keep you going. So yeah. I'm, I've still got to work, but then the aim goal is to sort of wean myself off to get myself in a situation where I'm literally just yeah. completely 100% on my agency. Yeah. Yeah. Even so, yeah. So that's sort of like how it started, and mm. up until now, it's been going very, very well. You know, it's sort of been developing. I guess the people that I met in 2017, the relationships have enhanced. Um, if I'm not working with them on from one side, I'm, in terms of I guess I should be a bit more, a bit more clear on the agency. So what I what I what G Sports Management is, it's a um, a sports agency in terms of representation, but it's not just that. It's also the sort of the endorsement and sponsorship side as well. I guess when you when I draw on my own sort of experience and because I did have a sort of playing career pre but before even going to uni. So then I always wanted to be an agent. So you want sport football? Yeah, football. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, yeah. So, um, so that, that, in that in itself, I thought, okay, do you know what? Let me actually follow on from what my passion to actually yeah. represent and players and and enhance their careers as well as use my knowledge and experience in, mm. in sports in sports sponsorship space and do the endorsement side too. Yeah. So why Zambia? Because if people well, may call me ignorant, but people may think of sports yeah. in Africa. Zambia may not be, you know, top number of their one. thought, number yeah. one, you know. So, mm-hmm. so why Zambia? And also, you mentioned about, you know, AFCON when you guys won it. What, like, like what impact did that have for the nation in terms of sports and opportunities yeah. and stuff? Uh, that, you know, if I'm honest, if people, like, know the African football, yeah. they'll know that Zambia will, has always been known as a powerhouse in, in African football. I think if maybe if people of the older generation, like, you know, like if you're, I guess if you're a younger generation, if you're, you know, anyone over the age of 40, yeah. whether the, if then if they actually, like, enjoy African interest. football, have an interest in African football, and maybe it could be our parents' generation, our parents would tell you that Zambia were like, oh, they were always that team. Yeah. Even, like, obviously, I don't know if you remember, don't even know so much about the, there was a plane crash in terms of um, yeah. where the whole team perished yeah. unfortunately um, that team you know we were beating, beating teams we were beating Italy so we always like had a team that was Zambia always had a footballing history a good yeah. footballing history so being Zambian as well myself um, and having fortunate being fortunate to have still have ties to Zambia like family ties um, it was it was sort of a, a way that I can go do you know what Rather than try to focus on what is I feel is a saturated market in the UK, why don't I try and actually go and see if I can get an advantage in, in terms of somewhere where that's close to home, number one, mm. and also somewhere where I can also help in terms of the development of, of my country itself. And the opportunity was there. So, yeah, mm. that's hence why I went to Zambia. Yeah, for sure. Clever, clever mm. move. I've got to try. <laughs> <laughs> and so you mentioned during your very brief spell in an appointment you took bought a ticket and you went to the AFCON like, yeah. tournament tournament. Yeah. How was that tournament? How did you think it was set up, the yeah. experience, compared oh, to say... wow. Because yeah. you do a lot of events yeah. on the yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you were like to say, you know, yeah, it, compare it, like, it what was, the opportunities, how was it like? It was, I'll tell you what, it's a, it was a very, very sort of like, um, I've been in and actually, actually, it's, it's a great experience in, in a sense because it, it provided me with a, a, a big overview of, of, of the sports market in general where I was able to Compare, of course you can't compare yeah. you know, mm. a game at Man City to a game in in, in Osaka. You know, yeah. it's different. I guess 
one thing the passion is 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 just crazy in in, in Osaka Zambia. You know, you think about it. How many how many fans go to an under 20, 21s game, under twenty game? Yeah, it's true. You maybe get fifteen. Yeah. If you're lucky, 15,000 or so. Yeah. I don't know. But in Zambia, you know, honestly, we had we packed the first game. We packed out this, the the national stadium, like which is a capacity of like fifty five thousand. Wow. And honestly, there was about. 80,000 people in there. Mm. You know, people, honestly, people were sitting on the stairs going comfy. It was that's just crazy. Like, it was an amazing experience because I was like, hold on, this, sure, this can't be safe. That's my, that's my, that's my winter the mentality going, yeah. oh, we're the stewards, this can't be safe. You know, yeah. people sit on the stairs, what if there's a fire, or well, the fire exit. But come on, that, that's, it's a bit more of a, a very relaxed sort of feel. So I was, yeah. si- I was actually sitting on the stairs watching the game and um, there was, you know, people passing, like, oh, guys, to my left and right, mm. passing along local brew and people just, you know, offering me their drink, you know, it's just a, it was a very sort of like a family feel to yeah. it. I think, I guess it's very, I guess, unless you're, unless you've been maybe to, in that, in that environment, maybe you, people have a better understanding of it, but yeah. it's a very, very interesting sort of, um, sort of experience. It was a fantastic experience for me because it was, it was the first time I'd actually been to a stadium in Zambia in my sort of like older years yeah. I'd been there when I was a kid but nothing I could remember but yeah. it was the first time I'd actually been there so it, it, passion just it's just just crazy you know under 20 under 19 like 18 19 year olds playing in front of 80,000 you know and you just can't and then the team when the team win the whole country is just like on standstill it's, yeah. like, you know, it's not even like senior players it's like local youth players and yeah. they, they just they just live breathe football mm. that's it's real, real passion, passion. Mm. Like, you know. So yeah, it was it was a fantastic experience. And if you, if anyone hasn't been to Africa Culture Game, you know you have to. Wherever you're from, wherever you're not from Africa, just make sure if you take a trip, go watch a local game or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you mentioned about you know the the space that you're in in working in GC Sports Management. Mm-hmm. So. So you work with a lot of you know players in that in that realm of endorsements and sponsorships. Yeah. Do players or do brands do players who are African players who are playing in Europe or even African local players, or do brands do they see the opportunity to like engage and create have endorsements on their local market in Africa or is mm. that is that is that space untapped? I still I'll still say it's a relatively untapped space. I guess obviously. You, in, in Africa, you have different, you have different, obviously, you have different countries. Yeah, different and, markets for sure. And you have different markets where a lot of more, a lot, a lot of markets are a bit more advanced than others. Like, yeah. for example, South Africa, they've got like, they've almost got like a fully running yeah. league and, yeah. and, and, and commercial and run, revenue yeah. driving. Yeah. It's, you know, players have endorsements there. And it's just like, you know, in some African countries, some African countries, you know, the, some of their dreams, if they can't go to Europe, it's go to South Africa. You know, yeah. that's, they, that's where they want to go. And because because it's, 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 the actual platform is there, yeah. but then you have some Afri- other African countries that that are not the leagues are not as developed, and and therefore there's not much commercial sort of value for a brand to actually endorse a player or, yeah. or things like that. I guess, but then it's also down to education as well. You know, sometimes or some of the brands that I will be working with and working with, it's about ensuring that they're aware of what they can the, the social space the social platforms and what they can do with the actual endorsing players and just, yeah. just mm-hmm. what they can do with influence like just the influencer market in itself obviously we're being we're so exposed to in the uk you know you won't know who anyone is and but then they've got like a puma sponsorship you know and you're like you know or they've got 
an endorsement with someone you're like mm. who, who, who are they yeah. you know you say, but then it's like you know influences you know the influence of you know but then these players they already have a platform they already have an influence mm. and if they if they were to walk through like some young players in Zambia like you know 20 year old 20 year old 21 year olds playing in local leagues some of them can't even walk through through the town mm. through through the city they're, they're that much you know they're they're, they're 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 superstars in their own right you know and you know the if you the only thing that maybe the reason why they have a platform so much is because they just you know they just don't have a maybe a following or they're not doing something right themselves. Mm. So so how I see it maybe it's more so for the case of a massive opportunity, especially for for Zambians obviously who I'm who I'm working with now and looking to start working with yeah. more so so I think it's first building their their profile number one and then also exposing the brands to make them realise what they can actually do with these players. Yeah. You know. Just, just alone, you know. Just whether it's billboards or whether it's some, you know, social. Like it's about obviously increasing, increasing that sort of awareness for both athlete and brand. Yeah. So that's, I guess, that's where they are now. Because I guess in, in, in the Western sort of, or maybe in the UK, obviously in Europe, brands are aware of this, but more so the owners section on the players because the brands are doing this anyway. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're dealing with 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 them. Um, with music, music yeah. musicians are doing entertainment with, spaces. In, in the entertainment space, and they're doing mm-hmm. it's more so the athletes that actually, or the athletes and their agents to actually do meet the work. exactly, yeah. exactly do the work to actually meet the brand. So you know, but in in Zambia particularly, I can't speak so much for every African nation in terms of, but then obviously I know most of the African countries, like you know, that are, that have functioning leagues and have commercial, you know, commercial revenue go running through the brands there. And have the athletes, they that's that's not there just yet, and that that has has the opportunity to grow massively. Mm-hmm. I've got a two-sided question. Yeah. Have you found the reception from say Zambian corporates to to the potential of sponsoring athletes mm-hmm. and endorsements? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And have you found the reception of the players in terms of them partnering up with a with a Zambian corporate? What's that been like? Yeah. It's it's a bit. <clears throat> I guess um with. It's difficult. We, we starting with the players. With the, the players, the ones that are in Zambia now, they're not as aware of it because they they don't even realize the potential they have as yeah. as as brands themselves. And I guess their main focus is actually just leaving Zambia. Yeah. That's actually that's that's yeah. their prime focus. They don't they're not even worried about you yeah. know being a brand. They're not. To be fair, obviously the. They'll become a bigger brand probably if they leave actually. But then yeah. they still do something with it now. Yeah. But they're not focused on that. It's only that actually the players that have already gone. They're doing some of the, like got got a few like players that are already you know got Fashion Sakala. We've got Emmanuel Bando. We have um, Enoch Mweku, Patton Dakar, even who are playing like Europa League. Like with them, they're now like okay, cool. I'm now in Europe. Obviously focusing on obviously developing as a player. But okay, how do I actually increase the value of my brand? Yeah. You know, they're actually saying that now they're having that view so obviously they're now, they they now honestly feel like okay I'm here now so mm. I've done part one now I need to do part two and I yeah. start working forward um, with the brands um, again I think with them they just they need I guess in terms of reception they're, they're open they're open because that's one thing they, they, they do have especially if you look at maybe like petrol companies or yeah you know, you know, networks like Vodafone, MTN. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a brand. Telecommunication was they, they, big. They, yeah. they got money. They, 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 they're not, not short cash. And actually, in terms of actually an endorsement, where it's 
50k or 100 100 grand a year that's not much for these brands that you know they don't it's you know it's just something that they can afford so mm. so they're open to it but it's just a case of providing them with a clear scope on how they can actually get a return get a return on it so that, that, that's more that's more where it is and I guess the one thing that's hard to actually be able to demonstrate to them as such now especially with the maybe local players is that how do you then how, how can you quantify it because the player's not yeah, really a brand it's more sure. it's more so it's not like there's so much data out there that you can grasp and they say mm. this is but then obviously you can if they have a decent social platform then you can obviously work on that but then obviously it's more than Europe the ones that are coming in Europe, in Europe that's when you can actually be able to work with them actually really really um, delve deeper into into their their value as a brand and actually do a lot more data and then you can be able to yeah. show it to them that's where it's going you know that, that's where you obviously you know it's very easy to, it's a lot easier to do it in Europe more so but that's, yeah. that's where you want to go with Zambian and Zambian African African football per se in this conversation but I guess sports in general but there is they are receptive towards it but they just need a bit more how can I say a bit more of a push a lot more of a push because there's not so much to to actually provide them in terms of examples because mm. there's not many yeah yeah I actually have a question as you're talking. So, in terms of like who holds like the power, mm. in terms of like the the sport or um, the brand or the media in Zambia, mm. who, who obviously it's football specific. Who holds like who do you think holds the power in that like within mm. the tree of those? I guess. Or you're even going to say like government. The government have like yeah, a huge influence. Yeah, you know what? Like, yeah, I was, I would, I would lean towards that as well. I guess without trying to go too deep into politics, yeah. there's, always, there's always a sort of um, there's there's always power that does lie within you know governing bodies and and also within the government. You know, in terms of I guess, in ultimately, I guess if you're talking talking commercially, mm-hmm. the brands yeah. still hold the power because they're the ones that are going to open up the capital that have most of the capital in yeah. that sense because if you're talking in terms of sports in terms of whether it's football whether it's um, boxing or whatever sport that is that is the governing bodies yes they receive a lot of money but then there's not they don't have the money but not even, yeah, even, yeah. even if you go even if you talk in terms of here in, you know, mm. in the UK you know the governing bodies you know apart from obviously it's more the brands that have have it obviously yeah. so to, the clubs have the money as yeah. well but, yeah, I guess in terms of power, you still have to say the power lies in the brand with the brands, yeah. but then it's also then it's they're they're willing to open up because in the, the day they they understand the value of obviously getting their name yeah. and getting there and apply, attaching themselves to to a to some to someone or, yeah, or yeah, something yeah. that can provide them with commercial value. Yeah. Whether it's a whether it's a, a team that's doing well in the in the league, because mm. you you know you have teams like for example we talked about the the African Champions League. You know, yeah. You have Teams like TP Mazembe, Simba, who are in the semi-finals, and yeah. Sundowns. I hope TP. I actually hope Simba win to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> you know, you have these teams that are, you know, that are regularly in the Champions League. Mm. So therefore, they're regularly getting coverage across Africa. Yeah. Not just across Africa, because if they're playing like North African clubs, that means they're actually regularly getting coverage in mm. in the Middle East and yeah, you know, and, you know, French-speaking countries. Yeah. Exactly. So you, they're regularly actually getting coverage. So you know. They have they have the platform. So if you if you're one of these clubs, for example, Zambia in Zambia, if you're a Zesco or a Zonaco who are the and Encarno who are the bigger teams in, in Zambia, if you're one of these if you're one of these teams and you if you have somebody on board that's 
that has, mm. I don't want to say, yeah, has the knowledge to go home. We actually have a platform. Yeah. We actually do occasionally go across broadcast. Yeah. In most part, a, a large portion of yeah. the world, actually. Why don't we? Why don't I actually? Why don't, know, I, why don't I attach myself to yeah. to a, to an MTN to a, to a Vodafone to actually go? Hold on, you know we have this platform. Let's build this this mm. this um this commercial strategy to actually move. It's just I guess it's more so that ha- having the right people in, in the team to actually go yeah. to actually to help do develop you, that. Do you think yeah. after maybe you've done one or two, you think it kind of yeah. be easier to go? That, that, yeah, exactly. I think it's once you ha- once once one starts something, it's I think it's it's just just the examples are there you know yeah. once one actually demonstrates that you yeah. demonstrate a good job with one then it then oh, hold on, actually that that worked mm. it made it made it was successful yeah then other maybe go do you know what? okay even if they go let's start here they'll go okay it's, it's still a start and they go okay let's actually move forward yeah and then you you'll find that a lot more will actually do actually yeah help it's almost like the that the the um sleeve sponsorship Mm-hmm. Yeah, across European football, you know, I know Barcelona did it like with Becker, like very yeah. early, yeah. and then ripple effect in it. Everyone just saying yeah. now, almost like every ten Premiership team has yeah. has a has a shirt. So, so yeah. it's not just not just the, it's the clubs reacting. It's also the it's also brands reacting. Going, yeah. hey, do you know what? I may not be able to afford the main sponsorship, but yeah. I can take a sleeve. Yeah. yeah, and even just speaking to you know people that I work with, at, like Everton, they they like when you talk about the commercial value of what. Their main sponsors are, are providing them with. There is a there is a high high value on the sleeve sponsorship because it gets a yeah. lot of coverage. Yeah. Because you know when you I guess when you just an example when you look at somebody taking a throwing or a free kick. Yeah, it's true. How often do you see them head on? Yeah, the angle. Where's that the side. angle? The angle's usually on the side. Mm-hmm. You know, so in just just those examples like you know it's about end of day it's about TV coverage time. How much how how much TV coverage do these brands yeah. getting? Whether it's on the sleeve, whether it's on the main sponsorship, obviously, you know. So yeah, it's just this is like small examples. It's just about it's just about coverage, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just taking the conversation away from football, mm-hmm. football for just a second. Yes. Are there any other sports in Zambia, or you know, that are maybe have already taken that leap, or again are on the verge of taking that leap, or mm-hmm. what's, what's the well, climate like yeah. in terms of other sports? Yeah. Mm. Boxing, there's, there's, yeah, we, do, we, do, we do have some boxers <coughs> that are doing really well in terms of the African, yeah. in, in, in Africa, yeah. so maybe going for the African title and things yeah. like that. But in terms of like other sports, I guess the only other sport that's that's there is um, that's doing relatively well is rugby. Yeah. Also, athletics actually is doing really well. I'm, I'm actually here for a good friend that hockey team is doing really well as well. But I guess football has always been the standout yeah. sport. So yeah, yeah and, it, and, it, and it, it shows in terms of the support that's given in terms of for the financial support that's given like you know if you talk, talk about team sports you know especially individual sports it's going to be very difficult necessarily like yeah. mega talent mm. you know so you, it's the same way like you know same way here you know in England if a sport's not doing well or, or they or it's not doesn't have as much yeah, yeah. Will, you know yeah. the governing bodies won't be won't be supported yeah. there'll be yeah. no money going in and obviously don't want their money going in you know there's no, there's no facilities there's no it's very difficult for other yeah. sports to actually flourish. So, so because sports gets us so much coverage, so much support, mm. you know, there's not there's not as much coverage or or interest as as much in other sports. Women's sports actually doing well. The the, the ladies team do quite well. We have 
Barbara Banda that plays in Spain and and she's doing really really well she's oh, playing goals and you know yeah so again still going back to football yeah, so yeah, yeah it's one of those situations yeah um, going back to specific well specifically on football mm. what you're doing <clears throat> so obviously you're in that whole endorsement sponsorship space yeah how how difficult is it to like because our event that we that we done yeah. um, last month yeah one of the misconceptions that people say is about building trust yeah. So how do you go about building that trust, I don't know, to get to the players or work with the agents? Like, is it, and is that area cloudy? Do you mm-hmm. have like five or four guys or whatever, Matt guys saying, yeah, I represent this player? Yeah. How is that, how is that trust built in such like a murky, um, I get, murky so, space? It actually is because everybody always, everybody always wants, well, I could talk about Zambia, but I'm pretty sure I speak about most it's fair, not, even, not in the most African countries, but most countries general, will stop. Yeah. Everybody wants something, you know, information costs, you know, it's, but if you, if you're fortunate enough to know certain people, that they can get you into, you know, get you into a conversation, yeah, yeah. it's a lot easier, it's a lot easier. I've, yeah, I guess I'm quite fortunate to have family and friends that are, yeah. that's still quite well placed and it's not as 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 hard as maybe others to get in get through to someone. Yeah. So I guess yeah, but it's still it's still actually still difficult in a sense. But you know, but it's still in the same way. If you have to go through someone else, then that could be an issue because that person will want to be involved the whole way through. And yeah. fair enough, you know, like, like I said, you know, information costs. But yeah, it's 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 murky in a sense. But you have to also just be. Use the context that you have. I think that's a, I think that's that's the key. That's the key thing. If you yeah. have contacts, it's easier. If you don't, you know, it's obviously it can get a bit difficult, and you you have to be willing to actually share. I guess yeah. it'd be really open. You know, if you know, have to be willing to to understand that information costs, <laughs> and you know, and actually, you know, working together in partnership in many many ways. One ask another question. Obviously, yeah. um, you can disclose what you what you what you're allowed to disclose. Yeah, yeah. But how is the arrangement? Let's say like you bring in a deal for a, a player. Yeah, yeah. How is the arrangement with agents? Do you see the arrangement is similar, or does it just depend on the agent or the player? I guess it, like, okay. do they t- always take a certain amount from the deal? Or are they do they help you with it, or just like hey, do what you got to do? If you bring an endorsement, then we take a, a cut, or how how does it work? Yeah, I guess I guess it, it all comes down to leverage, isn't it, and 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 position, rather than position. If you, if you got a player that's that's for example, excuse me, if you got a player that's in in a in a good position, obviously they'll ask for they'll ask for more. But then if you got a player that, particularly where I'm where I am, they 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 don't have as well. I can speak openly. They don't actually have as much bargaining position as they have. Don't have most of them have don't have any endorsements. They don't actually have much that's to true. go with. Yeah. If it's for example, if it's if it's a player. Like contract, for example, like a more mm. representation contract, you know, there's there are they there is a bit more on leverage on their side to say, okay, it's okay, if you're going if you're going in heavy, you're asking for bloody twenty five percent of a player's salary, obviously. That's a lot. Yeah, we, we, know, <laughs> we, we know we know that you know the the fee for recommendations are you know between like three and seven percent and things yeah. like you know maybe you could go. You know, I don't think they do. But most of them are not stupid enough to go. Okay, yeah, they agreed to twenty five percent. But if you're talking about in like endorsement deals, you know, it's something that they, they wouldn't wouldn't have had or something they don't they never envisaged, you know, it's it's a bit more open to say, okay, yeah. Of a of a higher <coughs> percentage in a sense. 
Mm-hmm. No, it makes sense. As you can tell, I didn't give you exact percentages, but. <laughs> <laughs> and how have you, in terms of building your your roster? So I, I'm yeah. going to ask you a question here. Yeah. I think your your roster may be mostly Zambian, or is it purely yeah. Zambian? Yeah, at the, at, the, at the moment, it's at the moment it's purely Zambian with with communication with a key 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 player in, in South Africa that I'm just sort of just working on trying to get over the line. Mm. And I guess I'm still sticking with the Southern Africa, Southern yeah. Africa because. Most of my ties are there, um, mm-hmm. whether it's South Africa and Zambians in Yeah. because of um, connections and I guess makes sense. It, oddly, it will be like South Africa, Zambia, um, Zimbabwe, and then Egypt because it's trust and people yeah. you work with, and if you work if you work close to you with people you trust and and there's you know you have that understanding. It's very it's a lot easier, especially when the distance is there. The, almost like this, the further the distance you are away from. From something or someone, you know, the more trust that you need, yeah, people that you work with. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> that's the only reason why I work in with Zambia because I've got people that I can that I can, that I can trust that can support yeah, me yeah. straight down the line, and then same way in the other ones. So thing, fingers crossed, watch this space. Hopefully that South African deal will go through. Yeah. Uh, at the uh, ASU uh, the inaugural event, we spoke about Drew E particularly, in particular yeah, spoke about actually, uh, yeah, yeah, players yeah, yeah. understanding their worth, their brand, yeah, yeah. and developing their brand. Yeah, so. Yeah. I mean, I think I would assume most of the guys that you are in contact with yeah. look after. Is that what is that one of the first things you kind of jump into them? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Their personal would, yeah, exactly. Though it's interesting with the with the actual with the players in Zambia, as I mentioned, with them, I very much speak to them about. But number one, number one, I speak to them about their game as well. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them they have. There's a lot of players there that have, like raw talent. And sometimes they need to simplify. You know, I'll, I'll speak to them about how the, how how I feel that they can play better in terms of their game. How how maybe they can come to Europe as well and, and mm-hmm. actually where it can work. But in terms of actual endorsements, I actually really really enjoyed um, listening to Drew because he was really sort of drumming down on on some of the some of the key things that wasn't even what he was saying. You couldn't even just apply it to, to Africa. Exactly. Yeah. It was simply the fact that you have millionaires in you know. In playing in Europe, that that he that you could also actually be talking talking to as well, because a lot of them are even just in the space I'm working in, seeing some players, you're like, how are you not commercialising your, your yourself mm. as a brand? Yeah, I won't be able to expose the name now, but there's <laughs> one as a player at Manchester United that has no like endorsement deals, doesn't do anything, and you're like, hold on. You play for the biggest club in the world, and you just have nothing. And, so you, it's not, and you share a dressing room with Jesse Lingard, who you can obviously see yeah, he's, he's it, doing it, the most. Yeah, exactly, brand, exactly, so. literally, exactly. Yeah. So that, that's why when 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 Drew was, was speaking, it was like, wow, he's got he's speaking a lot of a lot of sense here. And I guess with with in terms of like you know the, the conversation I have with with Zambian players, the main the main as I mentioned before, the ones in Zambia, you know, some they they will just say yes. I'll be honest; they'll just yeah. say yes, even yeah. though I'm speaking to them, they'll just be saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they're thinking, okay, where's my move? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that's the main, that's the key thing yeah. thinking, though. Even though you try to educate them in that sense, but it's more so actually the process that I actually more so work with is try and get them out. And then from when they're getting them out, it's then educating them on actually working on becoming a brand as well. That's that's actually more the process I take. But in terms of the ones that I'm speaking, the brands I'm speaking with now, it's more so speaking about the ones that are already out, only because yeah. it's more so actually. I feel that's where they'll work. That, that those are the ones I'd be want to be focused on. Actually, try to develop their brand. Yeah. Mm. Like I said, I think the key focus on 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 the players for the on the players that actually 
playing in Zambia is getting out. Yeah. But that doesn't, that's not to say, as I mentioned before, it's not to say that, that, that brands can't do a lot of things with, with players in Zambia because local players are, like I said, they're, they're, they mm. are stars. So there is an opportunity to do, local, do things locally. Yeah. But it's more so the player's mindset. If you're talking about the player's mindset, the player's mindset is, is you know, focus on getting out first and yeah. then building a brand. Yeah. And yeah, this, they're, they're, like I mentioned it before, there's two players that I, that I work with now that are just like super like yeah I want to build a brand those are big brands let's work so they yeah that's their their mindset is again I guess it's also like you know done done some players you know as well yeah it's about down to what whether they want to do it or not but what the majority of sort of input that these players that I've I've spoken to so far they're receptive and actually looking keep they're keen to actually do something mm-hmm. yes that's that's good um. Let's take a little break, and then when we come back, we'll uh, continue where we left off. Hi guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of African Sports Unified, and I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Please do let us know your thoughts. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss, or people you want to join us on the podcast, then we'll be keen to know more. Connect with us on social media, AS Unified, across all platforms, or simply leave a comment. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show. So hey guys, welcome back. Um, yeah, so we're just going to pick up from when we left off before. So straight in. So George, what in your view is true partnership about now? Um, true partnership. I guess you. you well, I guess number one, you, you've you've totally stepped away from what it actually is in terms of it's, it's still sponsorship. Yeah. It's, but it just, I guess the word partnership in itself speaks for itself. You know, you're not looking at one looking to take from the other. You're looking to definitely benefit from each other. Each other, yeah. It's, 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 it's truly, truly, um, well, one, 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 in terms of partnerships I work on, it's, it's very much looking to use the other person's, with the other brand or whatever it may be, yeah. to, for you to, for you to, to leverage your brand to bring yourself forward. I guess I can speak in terms of StubHub because it's and our partnerships. We certainly use the partnerships that we have to help us in terms of our our reputation in the market and our our, our ability to actually perform mm. to, a, to to not just to a high level but to to actually become leading in a sense in the market. So yeah, true partnership. Yeah, this is this it's it's uh, it definitely. I know don't don't want to sound obvious. It does certainly says what it says. How it may have been before may have been more so based on you know taking giving one 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 benefit from the other or anything yeah. uneven, but you're definitely looking at how you can how you can work together. Yeah, in terms of especially in terms of relationship basis as well, mm. and actually your your and your public perception, people how people view you and your brand and what you do. I'm not sure. If- so what are you gonna say? Yeah, just 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 in terms of like, a, like an activation I just did recently yeah, with yeah. Um, Everton, um, for example, it was very very much um, StubHub actually looking to actually engage in, in with a with a part that we have in 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 something we've never done before. We did uh, an event with um, based on around mental health, and that's that's primarily looking at I guess you looking at players that have recently come out, Chris Kirkland, Danny Rose, and I was Jason McTeer brought his book out. You know, oh, yeah, you sure. Know, Stubhub as a partnership. How can we actually work together? And obviously, for Everton, it's, it's demonstrating what they're doing for their mm. their current players. And with Stubhub, it's actually Stubhub trying to show that they 
not just, they don't just think about ticketing, they're thinking about actually working with a partner to actually do some some actual benefit in other way that than financially for ticketing. Mm. Um, yes, I mean, just in terms of your StubHub experience, you've got lots of experience actually. You've done, you've been at Stub or you're at StubHub, you've got Octagon, mm. a few other agencies. Mm. What kind of direct lessons or skills would you say you've learned that you are going to be able to apply in terms of sponsorship and marketing to, to Africa, to Zambia in particular? Mm. I guess directly you're talking. Good question. I Direct experience I've taken from these agencies. Understand, I guess understanding of of maybe how people how different people work different different brands work yeah. differently because because like my everyday is 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 working with different partners. It can be very very vast. You know, one minute I can be dealing with a partner in music and they're screaming down the phone asking for money and 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 working on you know has it done and then. Another day I can work with Everton and they're just like yeah. working on something that's in three months' time, four months' mm-hmm. time. You know, it's a, you know, it's, I guess it's organisation, time management, um, and again, and those, those sound like basic skills. But when we talk, when I can you talk in terms of um, marketing sponsorship, especially when you're looking across a like a, well, especially looking at it on a quarterly basis, you know, yeah. working on on different things way ahead of time, mm. looking at not just what's happening now, you look at the climate, mm. looking at what's happening in the industry, you're looking at, because you, you have to consider, especially at stuff, you have to consider everything. You have to consider, consider legal, you have to consider finance, you have to consider PR, you have to consider everything. So you, yeah. you can't, you can't just, you can't just look to roll out yeah. something without understanding <coughs> what's happening in the market yeah. Yeah. and what's happening in the industry. So yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess for me, the biggest thing I learned I'll take elsewhere is is an, is an understanding of the market, understanding of of the brand, i.e., the player that I'm dealing with, or whether it's dealing with actual a club, whether it's dealing with another brand, but it's reviewing and understanding the market that you're dealing with and finding a way to deal with the actual um, subject at hand the best. And I think, yeah, I think that's, that's a key thing, is understanding and, and um, being best placed to actually deliver what you're trying to deliver. Mm. Mm. No, I was going to ask a similar question, but Paul, what did it better than me? <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's take an example now. So um, the Zambian football team, mm. they had... A kit deal with uh, Mafro Sports. They're a manufacturing company, I think, based out in Asia or Malaysia or Middle East. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I obviously wasn't privy to you know the agreements, but they had a kit deal, two year kit deal, and then it after like four months, four months into the deal, mm-hmm. Zambia yeah. said we had enough of you guys. They cancelled it. Yeah, I think they just because the quality of the kit or, or for whatever reason. Do you think that's like an example of like? An example of like a, a, a well, yeah, a bad sponsorship or bad partnership. Yes, yes. I guess that that's, I think that's an example of maybe. Okay, I think it's also it's also sort of a an issue with the, with the climate. Full stop. In terms mm. of we're talking about kit and and brand sponsorship in Africa, you know, like for a, well, a lot, very long time ago, there was you know, Adidas, Nike, Puma. They all had you know all across Africa. I guess I've got a very, very um, maybe you could call it a very, very drastic sort of um, view on, on this area. I, yeah. I, just, I just feel Af- many African countries need to maybe look at the climate they're in and actually go, hold on, how can we 
facilitate something best and actually doing what Zambia actually did to you so yeah. they actually worked someone locally and actually yeah. designed a kit and and it, and it worked because if you look at it when you th- if you think about it like this Zambians will buy they'll, they'll buy a kit they'll, they'll wear the jersey they want to wear the jersey you know so therefore you know whether it's Zambians abroad whether it's Zambians mm-hmm. locally they'll wear the jersey so getting into um, maybe a, a fight or 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 a, or a bad deal like the Mafro deal with okay, it maybe if it's if it's for example if it's a Nike or if it's a Puma yeah I get it but if it's like maybe some of the brands that are maybe not so established maybe there isn't so much of a need for some of these brands from some of these countries to uh, maybe the less ones to actually end such deals it, it's actually taking leaf out of some Zambia's book it's actually just you know trying to invest locally and actually do something locally yeah. design a kit because people will buy it people will buy it and it's not just not so much looking at the the actual strength of the, of the brand itself or the you know because you know, you know, at the end of the day I'm sure I, I need to look further into it but I don't I don't know what whether Mafro actually were actually providing a, a financial benefit in terms of actually pumping money in where it's like a, where it's a, where, where it was a deal like in that sense so yeah so then what what are they how are they really really benefiting mm. So yeah, I can I can see why Zambia pulled out that deal because I know it was there was a lot of um sort of um friction at the time. Yeah. Just speaking to some people internally because I've tried to find out what the issue was, but then yeah, so it would just it wouldn't have worked and didn't work. I can see why it didn't work and and actually 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 commend them for actually looking at looking locally and actually doing something. Yeah. Because it I think it has worked since. It's good. Mm. Um, sorry, there's me daydreaming. Um, so regarding GC Sports Management, so what's your um, what's your strategy in order to like build clientele and make these things happen? Like, obviously, I'm not sure you want to give away like all your tricks of the trade, but yeah. like, what is your strategy? If someone wants to try and navigate that market, how do they yeah. go about it? I think it's it's um it's first things first is end of the day because I know I'm not based there. Mm. It's building a network. Yeah, for sure. Whether it's building a network of 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 intelligent people that know football whether it's um whether it's player liaison officers if you're lucky enough or whether it's um coaches whether it's um local um agency like academies just building a network of, of people that that you that know football and that can support you definitely obviously go out there for sure yeah and you've got to spend time out there. actually get to know get to know get to know the clubs get to know some if you if you're lucky enough get to know some of the presidents you know and you find that these they actually are football people, and actually they're not. Some of them, I can speak openly and say, like the Zanaka president, he's very very open. He knows his football. He's actually about developing players, and he's not even like he wouldn't stand in any player's way in terms yeah. of they, if they had an opportunity. But what he doesn't want to happen is for them to, it's for someone shady to come in and actually yeah. maybe. <clears throat> Potentially ruin the person, the yeah. player's career or whatnot. So I think it's a case of if you, yeah, if you go, yeah, guess my strategy. And it's, it's, I don't really say it's science. It's not a. I don't. I don't. For me personally, I don't maybe look at it as rocket science. You know, you can't just do it overnight. But you have to invest in people and invest in in your network. And I think that's that's. I think that's the strategy of business in, in a sense. So I think once you actually do that, you'll find that people will share information with you. Mm. Who actually. Let you know about players, let you know who's who's doing really really well, and that you may not have known of before. Yeah. And then you go, hold on, let me have a look. And then you may have a quick look on YouTube. Probably definitely, probably most probably likely won't 
find nothing, and then you have to maybe have a maybe, you may have a better chance of finding something on on Y Scout. And if you have something on Y Scout, well done. And if not, maybe try and contact the club. Yeah. You know yeah. that maybe there's there's always ways to navigate around, but the only way to do it is is communicating with people and actually being and building a base of of client uh, actual network that can support you. Unfortunately, that's that's what I've been able to do over the last few years. Uh, I took the time out in 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 January 2017 to head down there to actually meet a lot of people. I met a lot of people in in the in the national team. Met a lot of people in clubs. Met a few agents. Met a few academy directors. And then I've just been in contact with them ever since. And then and that's where I get my information from. Yeah. And that information is, is, is yeah. valuable because in the day. Unless I'm prepared to be on the ground, it's going to be very difficult for me to yeah. to really, really build um, what I'm trying to build. Mm. You mentioned something interesting about the president of a Zambia football club being really concerned about the welfare mm. of players, and it's you know it's not about a dollar; it's about you know their, their careers. Essentially, mm. we we did a podcast a few pods ago now on on people coming into Africa and essentially maybe promising players mm. something mm-hmm. and then bringing them over to Europe or yeah. where it may be, and things not working out. I don't know what the situation is like in Zambia, but is there a, is there a good kind of knowledge and awareness of these things happening, and what what's being done to kind of protect players in terms of welfare from from these things sort of happening? Yeah, it's it's, it's sort of a balance because you I guess you've got to look at it this way. And they, I think players there they have a dream, mm. and they're they're actually it's accessible because like even on Facebook you can contact the player. You know, yeah. honestly, you send him you send him an email or a message. Also, like a Facebook message and tell him that you know you can get him a trial here, trial there. Depending on who he's got around him, he's gonna give you his number. He's, you're gonna communicate, and then it just depends on where you are, where you come yeah. from. So it's it's hard because the clubs, the clubs are, especially okay, especially some presidents in Zambia, some of the club presidents, well, most of the club presidents, they're, they're quite wealthy. They, they've, they're yeah. not like you know they're not short of, of cash. Mm. You know, look, for example, Zesco, you know, it's a so like electricity, you know, like you know, runs like you know yeah. more than half the country, you know. Yeah. So, so you know, they the people that are in, in charge are not actually they're not they of course they're, they're a business, of course I get it, but they are they're very much people that care as well yeah. about the players' welfare. So the clubs have player liaison officers that actually look after the players as well. So they have they have this infrastructure as well. So they, they actually a lot of clubs have that. The, the football association have have have, have they just built a like a welfare um, welfare team. So that's really good. Support looking yeah. after the players because there were there was issues around yeah, really players that were, were retired, going going bankrupt, broke. Mm. So they, they've actually created that in. So they, they are really they good. are learning from from the from obviously from European from, from European football to actually bring players in or people in to actually look after players and really look out for players' welfare. But then I guess the balance is at the end of the day, you know, it's the access to the players and it's education educa- yeah. of the players. I think maybe because, for example, the next thing that will happen in Zambia, what I would imagine soon, especially with the player welfare team coming in, um, it's, it's education where you sit and then down actually yeah. in the classroom yeah. where you actually let them know, okay, by just basics, like, you know, this is how much you're worth. This is this is this is what FIFA says in terms of you know yeah. potential, potential you know um, you know or numbers or just 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 very basic stuff that a lot of people just don't know, especially the ones in in Zambia because people are very much after them. Because let's be honest, 
especially now, not just Zambia, Africa. Mm. The talent is there. So you know, if you're talent. if you're if you're someone that's that way inclined and you have the capital, you you can go and you know go to Zambia, go to Africa and actually get a star like you know. Mm. Look at Wilfred Ndidi, he's one of the best players in the Premier League now. He went from not saying not saying his route was bad, but you know, he went from for a very, 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 very little money from his his club in Nigeria, I can't remember what it was now, to Club Brugger. And then yeah, Club Brugger yeah. seventeen, eighteen mm. million to Leicester and he's one of the best players in the Premier League. So it's, the the talent is the, the there's raw, raw talent there. Yeah. So, you know, it's very, very very much a place where Someone like me can go and, and help, and obviously not just obviously it's a business at the end of the day as well. You know, yeah. I, can, I can I can do well in terms of changing players' lives and also also making ensuring that my my agency does well. Mm-hmm. But then the same place, you know, someone it's also open for someone with bad intentions to do the same thing. Yeah. So clubs and clubs and the and the FA are doing what they can, but it's 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 a very very tough to regulate and monitor every piece of action, especially directed by. It's true. All right, cool. Um, I think to wrap things up now, we're going to ask you some quick fire questions. Hope you're fine. Do you want to kiss them off? Go ahead. <laughs> All right, cool. Don't, don't, try, right. don't try and look okay. and cheat. Oh, that was, that was I'm, trying to, I'm, trying, I'm trying to read the first one, so I'm going to think about it. It's quick fire as well, yeah? yeah? go, boom. All right, cool. <laughs> Who has the perfect job in sports? Um, the... Imofantano. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. FIFA, right? FIFA guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, which one would you prefer? Prepare the food or wash the dishes afterwards? Oh, depending what food. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm prepare the food, actually. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, on that note, your favourite Zambian meal? Yeah. Oh, um, Shima, Kapenta and... And oxtail okay. and some greens. Okay, you're I gonna think it's sad. You're gonna have to explain what she yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, yeah, she, she is like what what you what was like gari. It's uh, like um, okay, it's okay, like okay, it's okay, like, yeah. like it's like you yeah, know same. What's it called again? Like cassava. Right? Yam yeah, yam. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's just a. It just allows you to taste it. It's just almost just. It's almost like a chaser. It just allows you to taste <laughs> everything nice. It just allows it. It just it just you know it's a second. It's a yeah, moment. yeah. Um, Your favorite so, Zambian athlete ever? Yeah. Oh, that's easy. Kalisha Bolia. Mm. He was yeah. he. Was, did he do what sport? Yeah. So he was. A, he was a footballer. He um. He. He's the one. He's actually became our president after. Okay. Well, he's actually the president. Actually, won the Af- the Afcon in twenty twelve. Yeah. Um. He went. He played for PSV. He played in. He played in Colombia as well. He played. Um. He's he's, a, he's our most successful sort of like. Okay. Zambian athlete that travelled. Okay. Yeah, I guess closely followed by well, could have been Emmanuel Mayuka, but unfortunately his career yeah. didn't pan out where it should have. Yeah. And uh, last, what do you? Who's your favourite current Zambian athlete? Yeah. Um, Enoch Mwepu. Okay. He's um a centre midfielder. He's his nickname, nickname is Computer Computer. His nickname because <laughs> he um, everyone believes that he. You know, he's got a very very good brain. He oh. plays for the Red Bull Salzburg. Okay, he's, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's twenty. He's twenty years old. Okay. He's he plays. He actually plays regularly. Yeah. He played against Napoli as well. So you know oh, he's, he's actually he's doing really well for himself. Yeah. You know, 
But we also looked at Patson who was also, you know, doing really, really well. Yeah. He scored a hat trick against like, Club Brugger. Club Brugger in the, in the round before they played Napoli. So, yeah. Decent. Yeah, Enoch Mwepu. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll, I'll see him in the Premier League at some point soon. And um, if there was one thing that you introduced to the African market, what would it be? Oh, uh, um... Tough oh, one, isn't it? one thing, jeez. Yeah, I've got to introduce two, no? <laughs> no, just one. The first one you, you introduce. Honesty. Wow. Because ah. wow. I guess you can go from there, can't you? Yeah. Because if you have honesty, you can people can move money correctly. Mm, yeah. People can look after each yeah. other correctly. Yeah. I guess I guess that's a I guess that's the one thing that I would probably introduce because yeah, from there you can move you can move forward, I guess, yeah. as a footballing nation. Decent. Well, George, it's been a it's a big time. It's been a uh, pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's been fine. good. Thank Bambi you. is fine. Thank you for having me. No, it's, been, it's been great. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing, guys. No, I appreciate it. Um, so, guys, thanks for thanks for listening. Um, if you've enjoyed that, please, if you, if you haven't enjoyed it, leave a comment. Uh, let us know your thoughts. What's your like? What's your social media and all that stuff? People want to get in contact with you. Yeah. So, um, um, GC Love Life on Instagram, George Chando on whether it's Facebook, whether it's um. <laughs> And then, um, then on um, our website is GC Sports Management at, at Yahoo. No, GCSportsManagement.com. GCSportsManagement.com. Check it out. Please do check it out. And um, yeah, get in contact with him, man. Any information? It's good just to have these conversations about people who have shared the same passions as we do about the African sports market. Mm-hmm. But also, people you may not know about that work in sports over here on your doorstep. We have so much yeah. you know, knowledge and information yeah. and experience you know yeah so so yeah the opportunity is always to work together you know yeah. that's, that's 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 how it works i think that's how i believe in moving forward you know you yeah. have to be open to collaborate um ah, well there's a saying that i've heard and it is pretty good collaboration over competition mm-hmm. competition to an extent because i need to make money but yes mm-hmm. yeah collaboration over competition interesting but, um but yeah guys once again thank you so much um you probably are following us on social but if you're not then AS Unified across all socials. Um, check share. up our... Say again? Share. Share it. Share, share it. Like it. Rate it too, please. Uh, whether it's two star, three star, four star, five. Give us a rating. And also, um, check out our YouTube page too. We've got our clips and um, videos from our event. So, yeah, in your spare time, listen to that. Enjoy that insight and content. But thanks, guys, once again. And until next time. Take See care. bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.